When a yes turns a prospective client into an actual client, that should be the beginning of your strategies, not the end. Did you sell them or have you created a new partnership? If partnerships are what you're after, understand they require cultivation just like any other relationship. Remember, the crux of this philosophy hinges on making it evident you are working with them and not against them. Whether you're here as a colleague in consultation, exploring advising as a vocation, or considering a partnership and employee benefits with my team, I hope you find value in these thoughts. Apply this truth to both your personal and professional relationships. Make it as clear as you can to all you meet, you're on their side, working with them and not against them. In other words, put the needs of others before your own and surround yourself with folks that do the same. I'm Shane Wingo, and you're listening to the Working With Them podcast. Well, thanks again for joining me here on the Working With Them podcast. Now, as a reminder, here in season one, what we're doing is basically creating an audiobook for my new book, Working With Them. So that's what we'll be doing in season one, going chapter by chapter. And if you haven't already, my suggestion would be go back to episode number one. That's where I recorded the intro for the book. So I really talk about how the book came about, why the book is in existence, and then I give a quick summary on each chapter of the book. So it really lays the groundwork for what's to come as we as we go through this chapter by chapter. But today, we'll be reviewing chapter four of working with them in their acceptance. Now, each chapter is punctuated with what I term a story time. I don't think you can overemphasize the importance of storytelling if you're an advisor or a consultant like me. As as long as your storytelling is truthful, it's based on facts of how you've worked with your current clients, you're legitimizing everything that you speak about with a prospective client by bringing those stories to light and walking them through how you've worked with your clients. But remember, even though advising, consulting, sales, that's my framework, This isn't a book just about selling. This is a book about cultivating partnerships, about building relationships. That's what it's about at its core. So even though I'll speak a lot about clients and prospective clients, I think a lot can be gained even if this isn't your daily vocation. So I'll ask this before we get in, before we get into the, uh, the next chapter. How do you handle the acceptance of those around you? Just as in a business partnership, we make commitments to those that we care about. Are you continuing to be present and living up to the promises you made to gain that acceptance from that person you care about? That may have gotten a little too deep for the podcast that we're doing. So let's go ahead and get into working with them in their acceptance. When a yes turns a prospective client, into an actual client, that should be the beginning of your strategies, not the end. Did you sell them or have you created a new partnership? If partnerships are what you're after, understand they require cultivation just like any other relationship. Remember, the crux of this philosophy hinges on making it evident you are working with them and not against them. If you're no longer present after the yes has been given, that will be perceived as working against them. So while you've reached a wonderful milestone in the process, 
Having the client accept your proposal should only make you more eager to contribute to their success. While every client has specific needs, there are universal generalities that apply if your goal is to ensure they transition into a renewed client relationship as well. So reinforce your client's correct decision by continuing to be present. There's nothing worse uh, to a client than feeling they were only important to you up to the point of signing on the dotted line. Now, I've had car dealers buddy up to me and hound me mercilessly until I signed the paperwork. But when I had a question a couple of days later about the vehicle, I couldn't get them to answer my call if I was sitting on their lap while I was dialing the number. So be as attentive to your client's needs while transitioning onto your team as you were when you were cultivating that relationship. Reinforce that you're still there by living up to the promises that you made. You have convinced someone that you and your support team are about to change their world in the area where you have influence. Whether you're the only person involved from your organization or you have a team assembled, take ownership of ensuring three things. A smooth implementation. This is the first impression with a client after the partnership has begun. Ensure all of their questions are answered and they're comfortable throughout the process. Next, honor your timeline. You have a mutually agreed upon timeline of events that will begin your partnership. To the best of your abilities, keep everything moving forward at that agreed pace. And third, consistent communication. When those unexpected delays occur, and they often will, be the one reaching out to your client to explain and to take ownership where necessary. The client understands certain things are beyond your control. What they demand is transparency in your communication. If you do have an extended team supporting your client, coordinate internally. Clearly review with your team the commitments you have made to the client and how you intend to lead your motley group to these desired outcomes. Then, introduce your team to the client and clearly explain each member's role. While it's critical to ensure your client understands you remain a member of the team moving forward, your ultimate role in the organization is to bring new clients to the table. Clearly define your team members' roles as early as possible and then actually allow those team members to drive the process. Displaying confidence in your team will instill the same confidence from your client, returning you most quickly to your prospecting efforts. You've won the business, now make it a priority to continue earning your client's trust. Be appropriately present through the transition from their previous partner and through the implementation of bringing them on to your team. As you proceed, continue to be directly available and do not leave this solely to your team or organization. If your organization does not have an itemized timeline for communication, create one for your clients. Determine and uh, prioritize points for follow-up, ongoing discussion, and check-ins. The initial goal is to gain their acceptance in partnership. You did that by working with them. You'll most effectively continue in partnership by staying this course. So now we have this section's story time. In a previous industry, I had a geographic territory. 
I was able to create a five-week travel schedule of my territory for prospecting, and this led me to the same prospective clients about once a month. I had intel on one organization in particular and knew, without a doubt, they were in need of our team. Their current provider was coming from about three counties away and placed a fairly low priority on this geographic area. This equipment, it required monthly maintenance, and their current partner was consistently late providing service as they were one of only a handful of clients in the area. Each month, I stopped into this organization in addition to my other methods of prospecting, and each month, the gatekeeper at the front desk informed me with exponentially decreasing kindness. (laughs) They were happy with their current provider and had no desire to speak with me or our organization. It even got to the point that when I would darken her door, her shoulders would droop and she would say with an exhale, you just don't take no for an answer. One month before she could express her disdain, I said, it's that time of the month again as I entered the door. She absolutely did not share my sense of humor. Uh, After eight months of consistent rejection, you think I would take the hint, but month nine rolled around and I was right back in her lobby. Before she could say, see you next month, the technician operating the equipment we sold happened to come out from the back. I was holding a folder with information about our services and the technician asked why I was there. I gave my quick elevator pitch and mentioned our proximity to their office. She promptly said, Our equipment has been down for two straight weeks, and I can't even get a return call. Do you have time to talk now? Of course I did. That day, we were able to commit to a partnership for servicing her equipment. I did not continue to stop by every month at that point, but I began to communicate with my new client each month through email, phone calls, and by dropping in at least once a quarter. In the following year, when her equipment needed to be replaced, It was the largest sale I had for that organization during my tenure. I made it as clear as I could for months on end that I was committed to meeting their needs. Tenacity garnered her acceptance in creating a partnership, not only at that point in time, but a partnership that was renewed for years to come. So as we do at the end of each section we reiterate the entire philosophy of the of this book, and that's make it as clear as you can to all you meet that in their acceptance, you remain on their side, working with them and not against them. Hope you found value in these thoughts. Now, there's going to be 10 or 12 episodes here in season one as we build this audiobook version of working with them. In season two, that's when we'll have the guests start to join us. So subscribe to the podcast and you'll be notified every time a new episode drops where we review another chapter. Now, the book itself, it's live on Amazon, kind of. It's live on Amazon for a pre-order. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to get you right there to all the places where you can find this podcast, but also where you can pre-order that book. It's going to ship on February 14th, so get your pre-orders in now so you can be one of the first to receive and read it. Of course, if you have any questions for me at all, whether they be about employee benefits, which I do daily, or whether it be about the thoughts that we talk about here on the podcast and are expressed in the book, 
reach out to me. There's going to be another link in the show notes that says dot cards. It has all of my direct contact information. It has my cell number, my email address, all my social media spots. So get in touch with me and let's connect if you have any questions. With that, thanks again for joining me and do all you can today to make it clear you're working with those around you.